Hey, Flannel Nation, this is Matthew. Uh, thanks for joining us. This is a special uh, bonus episode here. Um, Chuck and I have been discussing this stabbing that just happened in New York City. So, hey, Chuck, how are you? Hey, Matt, I am doing great. Um, obviously, it would be great to not be speaking in these kind of circumstances, but uh, certainly, personally, I'm doing well. So, yeah, yeah. right on. Well, um, Chuck, you, you've been following this a little bit more closely than I have. Do you want to give us kind of the, the the facts of the case here? Sure. So, um, a guy, a 28-year-old man, turned himself into the police on Wednesday for attacking a black man in New York City. Uh, this individual, the 28-year-old, was not... Uh, James Jackson is the is the name that the news has released here. Okay. And the what was the name again there? Uh, James James Jackson. I'm getting yep, this from James New Harris York Daily Jackson. News right now. And what was okay. the name of the victim there? I know um, he was his name. Sixty six right, years old. Uh, uh, Timothy Kaufman Tim- or or yeah, Timothy I, Kaufman, sixty six years old, uh, of New York. So this guy, this Jackson guy, drives up from Baltimore, Maryland. He's from Maryland. Drives up from Maryland because, according to him, he wants to do harm to black men. And also, according to him, New York is the media capital of the world. And so I guess it was just fitting to go up there. So, Well, right. And and part of what I'm reading here is that he wanted the most exposure for his, you know, he's he's taking a stand here. So he wanted to go to the media capital of the world in order to commit this horrific crime that um, because he knew that in New York, that's going to get covered. Exactly. Is that not terrorist? That's so Al Qaeda esque, you know, like, uh, right, right. And, and, and I want to, I want to dig into that in a minute, but, um, let's, let's talk about like what actually happened. Yeah. So, so he's James Jackson. He heads down from Maryland to New York city. Yep. He takes a bus to New York city He's walking around the city for a couple, probably since, I think it was since Monday, and had a hotel in Times Square, and eventually Tuesday night, early Wednesday morning, ends up stabbing uh, Kaufman with a 23-inch sword, I think it was like... With a sword, with with a fucking sword. Yeah, yeah, stabbing him in the back and the chest while the guy was, uh... Out on the street, I think looking through trash or something like that. Yeah, just uh, just randomly like walked up and stabbed him in the back. Yeah, then runs off, cleans himself up, I guess is walking around or something, and then is angered by seeing an interracial couple, a white lady and a black man, and thinks he's about ready to kill again, so he turns himself in. And that was, I think he turned himself in Wednesday, uh, earlier today. And that's about all we know. I think we know that he is affiliated with a white nationalist group in Maryland, but the news hasn't released which white nationalist group or racist group he's actually affiliated with. Right. So, so Kaufman ends up uh, stumbling a couple of blocks down to the local police precinct, goes in there. They try to rush him to the local hospital, but he basically bled out and, yep. and died. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and you were saying uh, before we started recording that 
this is a guy who he he's got a bit of a like a Twitter following. He does um, like autographs and um, does selfies with celebrities and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. So he's got pictures on his Twitter of you know selfies with Oprah, with Russell Simmons, things like that. Describes himself as an autograph hound, and probably the saddest, I guess, coincidence of this whole thing is his Twitter has a picture of him um, standing in line, and he says, standing in line waiting to vote, I love this country, and has three American flags on the post. So this is a truly patriotic guy, and, you know, these white nationalist guys, not to paint anyone with a broad stroke, but they tend to believe that people are anti-American if they're fighting for social justice or rights, and you can still love this country and want everybody to have every opportunity that's available in the richest country in the world, you know? Right. So it's just kind of a sad story to begin with. I'm sure more details will come out, which might make it sadder, but it's kind of a situation right now. I guess it's kind of been overshadowed by the uh, London terror attacks today, but um, it's definitely a thing where you're just kind of like, man, you never know where it could be coming from. It could just be a guy running up to you with a sword, and it's not even something you did or said or looked at them in a funny way. It's you minding your own business, and that's the end of it. So No, that's right. And and not to diminish anything else that's going on in the world, but you know, I think that this case is so indicative of what the uh, political atmosphere feels like in america right now you know um i i have i have no doubt that within the next 24 hours we're going to see you know fox and friends is going to talk about how this guy was you know he was a lone wolf he was mentally disturbed um they're not going to talk about distressed exactly they're not going to talk about any of the any of the ways that our culture right now is empowering white nationalism they're not going to talk about how this guy i mean this this is my guess, right? But um, the the stabber um, used a sword that you you can buy on Amazon. Literally a sword. Like this is a dude who served four years in the military. He was an intelligence analyst. You know that he came back, couldn't find a job. He started hanging out on a 4chan. Um, he he started getting into like if they if they raid his house and find that he has you know, three terabytes of um, hardcore anime porn on a hard drive, I'm not going to be the least bit surprised. You know that this guy was a Chan kid. You know he was hanging out on 4chan. He was hanging out on the darkest corners of Reddit. Um, thought that he was, you know, a, a serious badass. Like, he's he's going to, you know, he's he's using all of the, the rhetoric right now of white nationalism and xenophobia that's so present online. Yeah. Um, you know, I have I have no doubt that Fox and Friends or some other mainstream media outlet is going to try to put this guy into a corner by himself. You know, this is not indicative of any trend at right. all. This has nothing to do with the way young men are being are 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 being turned into extremists. He he just happened to be in a room, an online forum with a with hundreds of lone wolves, you know, it's like, yeah, exactly. That just happened to be in the same place in the same concentration. 
and they're they're daring each other all the time to do the most you know extreme thing and you know whatever 4chan like you know everyone will say like anybody who follows 4chan will say oh they they just do it for the lols you know it's it's just it's just for shits and giggles but you know when a guy literally gets stabbed to death uh, a guy who wasn't harming any anybody the only crime that he committed was being a black guy you know it's it's not it's not just for laughs at yeah. that point yeah 26 inch sword with 18 inch blade holy shit and it, yeah no it's amazing and we'll we will tweet this picture that i have of i mean the thing looks pretty nasty it's a you know double edged um kind of like a short like a short sword or something like you know a D character would use right. or something yeah, except in in tactical matte black because that's how that's how you feel manly. See, I'll be I'm definitely curious about the story. I'll be curious to see what else comes out related to this because I want to know. I mean, how long has he been out of the military? What was the deal? Like, what what's his circumstances? Was he working? Was he unemployed at the time? You know, was he seeking mental health for his time in the military? I mean. All of these things seem to be like the perfect storm, and when it culminates in someone's life being, you know, needlessly extinguished on the street, it's just, you really want to figure out what these puzzle pieces are and see if there's ways you can isolate this or reduce this from happening, but but it's hard yeah, to say. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and, you know, and, and going along with my, you know, kind of narrative here, like, I'm I'm reading here that... He didn't turn himself in until about 24 hours later. Before he did, he went down to the main branch of the New York Public Library to get on the computer and read about how the news was covering the covering the story, you know? Um, and, and I'm sure he wasn't just looking at, you know, the, the New York Post. Like, he was, he was hopping on Reddit. He was hopping on 4chan to, you know, see how this happened. He was possibly hopping on Stormfront or whatever. He wanted to see how his online compatriots were responding to this. Do you think that, I mean, obviously ideology probably plays a significant role in this, but do you think also it could be like a certain blend of nihilism where in the current, you know, society that we're living in, you could have such a bleak outlook on your personal uh, opportunities or prospects that you're like, well, I'm pretty much done for. I can't survive in this world anyways. I might as well just lash out and have one, I guess, active acknowledgement before I'm done. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. I mean, you, you saw that same thing with, uh, with Anders Brevik. You know, I, I think that that's, that's a, that's a common thread with these people. Um, you know, a, another thing that I believe the media is probably going to try to ignore as much as possible, that what we have is a bunch of guys who are feeling completely helpless in their own lives. You know, they've been sold a bill of goods that say you're supposed to be pulling yourself up by your bootstraps. You need to be the master of your own destiny. And they're not doing that. You know, it, it's for whatever reason, they're not getting the opportunities that they've been sold which means they have to take matters in their own hands. They mm-hmm. have to go out in a blaze of glory, you know. Um, you know, everybody wants to be the the Joker from the fucking Dark Knight, and mm-hmm. yeah, you know, and and kind of forgetting or you know conveniently ignoring that the Joker is is the bad guy in that story. Yeah, 
made from horrible circumstances. <laughs> so right. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So. Well. Well. Yeah. Yeah, so Flannel Nation, we'll continue to discuss this. We'll continue to analyze this, I'm sure. We wanted to get our initial impressions in on this. Um, first off, of course, uh, the whole Liquid Flannel crew is extending its deepest sympathies to the family of Timothy Hoffman. And, you know, Chuck, I, I believe you also had something to say to to the family of, of James Jackson. Yeah, you know, it's... It's a horrible situation, and we feel for you as well out there. Nobody asks to be dragged into something by association, and you know no association is stronger than that of family. So regardless of what your beliefs are and your role in, um, you know, your relationship with Jackson, we know this has to be a trying time for you as well. So we just want to say our thoughts are out there for that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, keep listening to the show. Um, yep. Please follow us at liquid underscore flannel. I'm at Matt the Gwait with a W. And I am at Shaggy2Trope. And also like us on Twitter. So. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, do, do follow Chuck's uh, Twitter account because he's been more active on this particular story. So, yeah, we will uh, we'll see you soon. All right. Peace.